Hello guys, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. Everybody is welcome here. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, whether you're rich or poor, whether you're black, Asian, Latino, Middle Eastern, Native American, white, it really doesn't matter. You are my BFFs for life. I grew up in a multicultural household. That means my mother believed in Buddhism and my father believed in catechism and later in life Christianity. It means that my mother hails from Japan and my father hails from Poland, and somehow we all ended up together here in New York City. When I was four years old, my parents took me to Central Park for a reunion for my family, and that's the first time I felt the glitz and glam of New York City. Now, a lot of us talk about on this podcast how fabulous our lives are, and the trajectory of our life story takes us all to the same place every week, where we can talk about hard things here on Wabi Sabi. Thank you for listening to our previous episode 113 with my friend Janelle Hamilton, a woman from a different walk of life, from London by way of Jamaica, who is a publicist and a friend who also is a black female who runs her own company. It was wonderful to catch up with Janelle. Keep in mind, we did record that episode back in, I believe, November. So a lot has changed since then. We had a good conversation today to catch up. And it was fabulous to be able to share a best friend with all of you, where we can laugh a little bit about where we are in our careers. I have friends from all walks of life. I would love for you to meet all of them through the duration of my career as a podcaster, an artist, a writer, and an author. So I was recording with Audible the last few weeks. Today we finished 36 pages, which is roughly what we can do in a day without giving too much energy away. One thought kept coming up. I cannot get this off of my mind. So I wanted to bring it up today in conversation with you about the human ego and how we tend to focus so much on the reward in the future versus maybe even enjoying that present moment. We also look at people like after the Super Bowl, I'm sure that you looked at all the pro athletes or the big actors and actresses and musicians that were on the commercials. And we think about their ego. We think about our own egos and we think about how most people are working from their persona and not who they are as a person. And we don't really mesh the two together. We seem to always show people our best, brightest, most fabulous light. I think one of the reasons why I really bonded with Selena Gomez when we worked together on HBO Max for Selena and Chef was because at the end of the day, she's a human being, right? And she can relate to every one of her audience members, whether they listen to her music or watch her acting or maybe they are trying to learn how to cook from her. The cool thing is, is she takes her mask off a lot of the time and shows you who she truly is. When I watched her documentary, I was blown away by humility. I watched an incredible interview this weekend on Rick Rubin on 60 Minutes, and I really recommend that you find this interview when you watch it. Anderson Cooper, I believe, goes to visit him, and they talk deeply and profoundly about going with feelings. It's not like he is a professionally trained producer or say um, one of those guys that has like the plaques all over his walls. He started Def Jam 
when he was in his college dorm close to around 1982. He had signed people like the Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, LL Cool J, and later in life worked with people like Johnny Cash and Tom Petty, and he could work in any genre. And I think what makes him magic is he doesn't have an ego. Who he is as a person is exactly who his persona is. So today we want to go deep into exploring why you and I have a really hard time with showing people our true selves. You and I both know, after writing seven books, the podcast is really the only place where I've ever been able to be myself. So thank you for the gift. I read through the finance chapter today. I read through a chapter on letting go. And many tears came into my eyes when I had to speak about losing Cece, my 20-year-old cat. I think the humility and grace from losing a pet and losing a loved one can touch the human heart in any capacity. I think we need to be much more aware of other people and what they're going through. Because on social media, you're only going to see their best self. I don't care what anybody says. Sometimes when something really bad is going on in your life, you're not going to be posting. You're not going to be sharing. The moment I got into a U-Haul van to move to get ready to go back to New York, I got a call from my mom about a loved one that went straight into the ER for days. And it was really awful. I cried the entire drive back. It was very strange to go through these profound feelings of loss again and scarcity and feeling grief and sadness, and the what-ifs that just run through your head when you're driving in a fucking U-Haul, a 10-foot truck with all your shit in it, when you're moving to New York for roughly the third time in your life. It's really interesting. It takes, you know, if you're not going to do the full straight move, it does take months sometimes to get your life in order and get organized. So by no means am I ever going to share with you that my move is perfect. Sure, I could have done pods. I could have done United Ally moving. I could have paid somebody 10 grand to do it all for me, maybe seven grand if I'm lucky. But this time I chose to go through all of my shit and throw away 20 years of file folders. And I faced my own music in seeing my life flash before my eyes. As you've learned in podcast number 112, I really feel like it was time to let go of the 20 years of my life and all the fucking sudden... I'm getting wrinkly and old, and I'm like, wow, this is 40. Welcome. Feels kind of good, right? You can still be sexy as fuck in your 40s, and even your 50s, if you look at J-Lo and Jennifer Aniston and Lucy Liu and all these other fabulous women. But the point being is not about looks. The point is, is that as we get older and we learn to let go of shit we don't need to carry... And we really hold tightly to the loved ones that are meaningful to us. And we do hard things together. It means that we get to that core of who we are. The essence of a human being where we are interconnected. I think Deepak Chopra calls it inextricably connected. Like cosmic consciousness. Where we have this core center of our being And when it comes down to it, I say this in my new book, you cannot have a party with all the money in your grave. You cannot look fabulous with your purse if nobody's paying attention to you. 
you cannot take the shoes with you, the watch, or the MILF wife. I think it's really important that we all focus on more important things, like being kind to others because you don't know what they're going through, like giving yourself space from your fucking screens, and being a better person to be of service of others. Most recently, there have been a lot of you who have reached out to me just to say, Thank you for writing your books and for being a light. I received several of those notes this week, and I think in the middle of my tears and U-Hauls and boxes and shredding, I kind of found myself in a weird, profound place like I had shed 20 years of just shit. It's hard, too, looking back on all of my relationships, past jobs, work colleagues, old friends, new friends, and been grateful for the opportunities that have come to fruition at this point in my life. I wish nothing but the best for all of you, and that goes for every person that has burned me and fucked me over in my career. I have no desire to hold on to grudges with people. I totally wish everyone the best. You know, no bullshit here. I really, I think I'd be afraid if I saw a couple of my ex-boyfriends here or there, But I also know that like I've grown into a person that maybe I always wanted to be. You know, like I told you guys, I liked to play apartment when I was a kid. (laughs) And now I get to have my own. It will be nice going back to Brooklyn and feeling that love and light. I've been setting up my office there and just thinking to myself, can't fucking believe that I did this. I don't really think it was me that went through the motions of moving with humility. I think it was God's will. And my mom also, humility-wise, let me know she's never helping me with a move ever again, which probably means I could move like two more times with her help. Don't tell her that. But sometimes we need a big wake-up call. We need to shift. We need to move. We need to make change. So for any of you struggling out there, as we always say, I don't know who needs to hear this, but I want you to make those changes with your life and do something different. I want you to shake things up. I want you to say yes to new opportunities and say no to the people, places, and the things that don't make you feel good. The human ego thinks it's really smart, and if you haven't fall fallen down or fallen flat on your face 10 times at least in your career, then you're probably not doing something right. For I will say, back to Rick Rubin, watching his career for almost 40 years, 40 years since he started Def Jam, and he looks like the most spiritual, happy, well, healthy, light-filled individual with no bullshit. It was so pleasant and beautiful to see that he had come out not caring about the shiny trophies and the plaques on the wall and the titles. He had said, I virtually go off of feelings. I had somebody ask me today, well, how do you go through your assessment of what podcast goes up each week? And truth be told, I've never revealed this wabi-sabi. I actually just go with what feels right for the day. I don't want to batch record. I think it's stupid. 
Maybe one day when I'm way too busy or pregnant or shooting three shows, I might batch record. So then you can tell me I'm stupid. But I think it's, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying I like to go with the feeling. I know plenty of friends who do it. No shade. Just saying, for me right now, what works for me is talking from the heart, all nude, to the minute, right before we go straight to dropping a new hot episode. Take a deep breath in. And take a deep breath out. Now, while we talk about the magnificent career of somebody who is missing an ego, why that is so profound these days is because we rarely see a hero's story where the beginning to the middle, I'm not even going to call it the end, where that is like a person of substance and value to so many where they don't care about labels or egos, and they certainly just care about their art and craft like nobody's watching. I think you can see the resurgence of Brendan Fraser, which we've talked about before, and how his career has just come back to life. And watching a hero's story like that is really a beautiful art in motion. Like, I feel lucky that we get to watch these stories. I feel very lucky when I see individuals collaborating in the arts or sports or just their choice of drug doing their thing. My father often talks about the legacy of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson almost every time we sit at the dinner table with him. I think he's really drawn to their relationship based off of arch nemeses and competitiveness since high school. I think that Larry Bird has a book where Magic writes the intro and their relationship was based off of two men that were equally as good. It's probably arguable that Magic could be better. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not going to say, but I, what I'm getting at is like, it's true that you can have no ego and be that great and love your enemy or your competitive partner with light and no ego. That's cool. We all have egos. We all have alter egos. We all have personas, but who we are as a person inside to the core, spiritually, your personal relationship with God Whoever is taking notes above, that is on you. What won't serve you in this life is being an asshole, a bitch, a brat, a spoiled brat, a complete jerk, and somebody who is entitled as fuck. I just don't see how being these things can enrich your life in any which way. What I have seen is humility and grace does work spiritually. Take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. I have had to rework finances so that I can find a path to enlightened, profound work without overspending this year. My God, it's not easy, especially in New York. Things are expensive and I I'm probably a little crazy for moving back, but 
as a personal glutton for punishment, I think it's fabulous. And I think it's worth sometimes spending a little to get where you need to be, but then also learning your limitations and boundaries. I think humility comes from that place where you say, I'm not going to overspend or overshare. I'm going to really try my best to stay in my own lane. And I'm going to figure this shit out with other like-minded individuals who are willing to go all out with me. It has been so hard to put up boundaries over the last few years, but if you are humbled by grace inside, if you have been to the point where you are living paycheck to paycheck and it's hard to pay rent and you see all these people flashing shit like they are rich, that is not the goal in life. Again, you cannot have a party in the grave. So what's going to happen after you pass? It's hard to say that we're always figuring out this end goal somewhere down the line when we really should be grateful for one's health, and that is the true wellness in this world at this present moment. You know, when my loved one got ill this past week, it was very scary, and I, like I said, I cried the whole drive home while transporting a move. I just think to myself, life is really short. I know people like to say it's long sometimes in some instances, but it is very short. And I'd like for you to choose to spend your time much more wise this year. A wise person would go through life living through the motions of no fear and endless amounts of excitement and making it worth it. Now, I know I'm not an easy person. I know I'm a pain. I totally get it. And I got a lot of shit going on. But I also told my partner the other day that I'm completely aware that I am crazy and difficult and wild and free and just psychotic. And this is how I like it. And I said, you know what? I know I'm not easy, but I am so fucking worth it because I bring so much enrichment and light, creative shit, and just art to life. And that is my job. And he said, Bob Marley once said that if she's easy, she's not worth it. And if she's worth it, she's not easy. We're something to those lines. So let's just remember that too. Humility doesn't mean curling up in a ball and going into your shell and hiding. Humility means that you are completely aware of all of your senses, your actions, your wrongdoings, your mishaps. You're not a perfect person, wabi-sabi, neither am I, but you have an offering to this world and it includes humility and grace that can help you to grow and develop into being a better person. You are aware that wellness is free, spirituality is free, and if anyone ever tells you otherwise, they're trying to sell you something. And you are aware that Yes, even in my own podcast, I've had an ego. Oh boy, have I. And I'm completely aware of it. That girl likes to come out every now and then. And it's absolutely true what my therapist or even my partner say back to me is like, this doesn't serve you in any way. So let's just stop. So think about the things that you also need to clean up inside of you in order to get to that place of humility to the core of who you are, because I know you're a good being. 
I know you have it in you. And the light, the light will exude from you naturally without even trying. You are doing so great. I have a little section to read a preview for you in the upcoming book. As much as I've talked about finding support and community, I also want to talk about how to be your own best friend during dark times. One thing we can do is be a little more gentle and slow with ourselves. Everybody is in this rush to make money, to find fame and success, or maybe rushing to get married and have kids. Whatever your God, please fucking help me to get this now prayers are, slow down and chill. One thing about the monks in the mountains of the monasteries and the temples that I've studied at that I really admire is that they are all mindfully slow, calm, cool, and collected. Doesn't that sound like someone you want to be around these days or someone you want to be? This comes with deep meditation practice, meditation in the morning and disconnecting from all technology It's so beautiful and enriching for the human mind. When we are depressed, we can only think about bad things and we can only see the darkness. If we allow ourselves to meditate in the morning, we can detach from the persistent voice in our heads and those dark thoughts that do not serve us. One of the greatest remedies that I will talk about in my new book, Spirited, on Audible, April 27th, we are two months away from the launch. One of your greatest superpowers is called knowing. I know you know about knowing because there are plenty of individuals that will come before you and that will come after you. And there is a comfort in the reiteration of knowing. Knowing that we are in a continuum. Knowing that your ego doesn't serve you knowing the shit talking doesn't serve you, knowing that you are wasting your time thinking about other people and what they are doing with their lives, knowing that you are trying to preach to other people what to do when you should be going inward and doing the work, knowing that grief will come, bad times will come, and the darkness casts shadows because when you light a candle, you will immediately cast a shadow. I would say, let's get a reality check going here. Let's get the ego checked at the door and let's say goodbye to it. It will make an appearance every now and then. You can say fucking hello to it if you want. I feel it. I probably felt it the most when I was high on drugs or drinking profuse amounts of Japanese whiskey on benders every weekend for a very long time. I wouldn't do them every weekend, but I would certainly do them here and there. I mean, that ego was fun. I lived it all. And I can easily say that, boy, have I fucking done it all with my life. But now I am in a different, I'm just in a different chapter. And I I know you guys feel that too about yourself. And it's okay to turn the page and say goodbye, even to the greatest pleasures you've ever had. I thought to myself that spirituality needed not only a reality check, but just a dose of fucking modernism cosmopolitanism and a lifestyle that we can all relate to because although I've spent plenty of time with the monks for about 10 years plus and the first time I met them I was five years old I think to myself 
the monks at five were not the same monks at 40. I mean, the ones that I saw, they're different now. They've evolved. I've heard they even drive Mercedes and, you know, look at the internet as much as you and I do. Go to the bars and drink, smoke cigarettes, maybe even vape or smoke weed. And by the way, vaping is nasty. Um, just a side note, you please don't do it if you do it. Oh, for God's sake, just smoke weed if you're going to smoke something. But even then, the human ego, spirituality, like we all need to catch up to the modern day times, which is why I wrote this book, even though I was fucking terrified to write it. I mean, you tell me to write about religion and spirituality and Buddhism and Christianity. I'm probably the last person that would do the makes sense though, right? I'm the last person that would do that, but it makes sense. My mother and my father get along because they love one another. And I grew up in a household that believed that love was the common denominator. You checked your Christian and your Buddhist and your Catholic ego at the door and you fucking loved on one another. That is my friend's spirituality and love in a nutshell. We are two months away from the new Audible launch of Spirited. Please sign up for the newsletter. It is juicy. It's free. It'll make you feel good. Please comment away on the Koji post recently. I was so happy to work with my friends in Japan on this project. Koji is Aspergillus orze. It is a fungus or mold that is found when we produce foods like miso, shoyu, and things like rice vinegar, meeting, sake. It's delicious and it's good for you. Probiotics, health benefits, antioxidants, amino acids. It is the shit that you taste when you taste umami. Monosodium glutamate. I could go on for hours, but nobody gives me a fucking show except for my own. Whatever. Another story. Maybe the ego talking. <laughs> I'm a beast about not getting my own show and I'm going to fucking tear down those walls whoever that motherfucker is that needs to sign me but anyways there's this like burning like Alton Brown walking encyclopedia of food wellness spirituality beauty all the shit you love inside of me and like no place to put it well I suppose I write books for that reason but you guys get it and also I'm so proud of all of you who have made the profound changes that we talked about in the last few weeks, especially the episode of Letting Go. In episode 112, we talked about getting the shit out of your fucking life. Don't deal with people that you don't want to be around. Shane Paris once said, keep a boundary from people that you do not want to be. That is a great quote. I recommend that each of you go out there today and find those little bits and pieces of your ego that you have to pick up and say, okay, this is an egotistical part of me that it's not serving me. If you think about somebody who is fully humbled, maybe even partially enlightened, Titnot Han is a great being, or Eckhart Tolle, or even Rick Rubin. I mean, who would have thought? Maybe there's a spiritual place in Magic Johnson, Larry Bird's practice. It feels very much like when we are in the flow that we are in the zone, and that's where we find a lot of spirituality, when you are out there doing all the fucking things that you love. Don't you dare let your ego get in the way of your best life. Fuck that. It's an evil thing, right? It's kind of like drugs, sex, or 
all the things that you thought were fabulous for so long. I mean, they, they are, but like in a different realm. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. All things in moderation. I hope you guys have a great week and don't forget to sign up for that newsletter. Don't forget if you want to work on any sort of travel, you can reach out to my friend Mark Lakin at The Legacy Untold. That is for Japanese travel or fabulous travel endeavors. He is a great agent that can hook you up on an amazing trip. I have to save my voice slightly because we're doing four more hours of recording tomorrow for Audible, but know that good things are to come. And once this Audible book is out, we'll be able to talk thoroughly through it and how you can finally transform your own life. Please follow on all socials, keep it juicy, and share the episode. Why not? Being humble means bowing down, doing the work, being of service, folding your cards, taking the cards, and making them into the best fucking, how do I say this? Taking the cards and making the best of what you're dealt. Because we all come from different starting points. And the easier we can make life, the better it becomes. And that means putting your blinders on and focusing on your inner self and nourishing humility in your life. It is so good for you. I love you guys. I'll see you in New York to all my New York friends. Don't forget to book me on everything juicy. I'm ready. I'm ready to do the podcast run to share more with you and to celebrate other artists work. I love you guys. Check the ego at the door. Have a fabulous week. And don't forget, you're fucking amazing just the way you are. But all of us can take our mask off and show who we are as a person. And that's why people love you because you are you. Beautiful you.